And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of the goods that falls to me. So he divided among his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he spent all, there arose a, a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his field to feed swine, swinish pigs. And he, he, and he gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that, that the swine ate, but no one, gave, no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands, servants, have, have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will, not, I, I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Before I go on, I just want to put this on pause. I, again, I congratulate all those who have graduated, all those from graduated from high school, college, and technical college. Um, hey, listen, the world is yours. You have gr many great things in front of you. But also comes many great things, there's also many great temptations. Anytime there's an opportunity, there, there will also be obstacles. So it's one thing to graduate and go to the next level. Awesome, do that, yes. But also, just be aware there's some other things that may be in your way. Amen? Everybody has a need, right? We all have needs. From the time we're born to the time we expire, we all have needs in our lives. There's a need to hear and there's a need to be heard. There's a need to understand and there's a need to be understood. Oh, there's a need to talk and there's a need to <laughs> stop talking. There's always a need in our lives. And, as, and with these needs in our lives, guess what? What begins to happen is that we always want to fulfill those needs. The prodigal son had a need. He wanted to prove to the world that I am here, I exist. I need to be heard. I need, I have a voice. He, he wanted to prove to his father, guess what, I'm not a little boy no more. I am here. He wanted to prove to his big brother, I can hang with the big boys, come on. And so many needs in our lives, we try to fulfill those needs. I had a need, you have a need. You wanna know what my need was? My need was because guess what? I had so many voids, I had a void in my life and I wanted to fill those needs. And that was my, that was my condition, I, 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 I wanted to, do anything and everything just to fill those voids, those emptiness in my life. Grew up in a home. Can I share my testimony? We are going to get to notes, but I want to talk to you first. Is that okay? Can I just take off the mask, literally, and be real? Is that all right? So grew up in a home, youngest of four, right? 
fatherless. Didn't have a daddy. But I remember this one day. I'm with daddy. I'm seven years old. I'm in the second grade. And I was hanging out with daddy. Oh, I was having a good old time. He's driving me in this car. He said, son, I said, yes, dad. He said, I'm off next Tuesday. This is Friday. I'm off next Tuesday. I'm going to come pick you up. Okay, daddy, I can't wait. And you know what? Here's what happened. I couldn't, I was counting the days down, Brother Mike, with my little crayon. <laughs> because guess what? Daddy said he's going to come pick me up, and daddy said he's going to be there. Sunday, Tuesday couldn't come any faster. So Tuesday morning, I get, I, I wake up, I wake up. Got to school, and after I get to school, all of a sudden, you know, I get on the, you know, school happened. I get on the bus. I'm sitting on the front row because I'm looking for daddy. Yeah, I'm looking for him, man. I get off the bus. Three o'clock that evening, I'm waiting for daddy. I got to show daddy I'm a good boy. I got to show daddy that's what I am good enough. I got to show daddy the gold sticker that I got on my shirt because I was a good boy today. Three o'clock, three thirty. Oh, daddy running a little late. Okay, well, you know, I'm just gonna do that. You know, four o'clock. Well, I'm I'm be all right. I'm gonna go inside. I'm gonna do my math homework. You know. Five o'clock happens. I go back outside. Daddy's didn't show up. Five thirty. Six. Six thirty. Started to get dark outside. Mosquitoes start biting. Seven o'clock. Go inside. Daddy never showed up. I said, Dad. I said, what's wrong with me? I said, I'm not good enough. Daddy don't want to come pick me up. What's going on? And as I begin to just think on that, I'm a little boy. You got to understand in a little boy's mind, if you say something to that little boy, he believes every single word. So parents, especially my fathers, be careful what you say to your children. They will believe every single thing. Daddy didn't show up. I'm not good enough. Now I got this mentality in my mind that carries through me, not just at seven years old, but all throughout high school. I don't measure up. I'm not good enough. Are you with me? I tried this and I tried that. Now I'm trying to fill my void, trying to fill that emptiness, because guess what? I'm going to prove to everybody I'm good enough. <laughs> Y'all going to laugh, that's all right. I was a nerd in school. But I wanted to prove to everybody, I'm not a nerd. I can make F's just like you. I can skip class just like you. I can do those other things just like you. I can go to the parties, I can go to the club, I can, I can hang around the girls and do all these other things with them. Guess what? I can do that just like you because guess what? I'm trying to prove to you I'm good enough. And all the while, I'm trying to prove to people but all of a sudden, as I'm 
hanging around guys who were smoking and drinking and doing all these different things, though I never had a temptation to, to do that, I was always hanging around them. I was always engaging in the things that they were engaged to. Oh, yeah, I went to the clubs. <laughs> oh, yeah, I went to the parties. Oh, I went down at the Bourbon Canal and all those other things. I did all those different things all because I was trying to prove myself. I'm not good enough. Are you with me? So I get to the point, and now I remember this. I began to get a curiosity about this God, about this God. Who is this God that everybody's talking about? I don't know this God, man. Jesus come walking on the water. Okay, cool, awesome. But who is he? Who is he really? Beyond religion, I wanted a relationship. I was like, man, something... Mm, something's, I'm trying everything else, but there's something that's missing. And as I'm being curious, and I'm going to different churches on my own, because again, I'm trying to learn about this God. All of a sudden, I, I meet a, 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 a leader, used to be a leader of this church, oh, my great mentor, Pastor Galen. He said, man, listen, he said, don't you know God got a pr purpose and plan for your life? Me? Got a perfect plan for my life? I don't think so. You got the wrong one, brother. <laughs> he said, yeah, you got a perfect plan, a purpose. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And he said, this weekend, we're going to go to an encounter retreat. What is an encounter retreat? Oh, an encounter retreat is when you go meet with God. Okay, cool. All right. Where you go sign up at? And so I go to this encounter retreat, and they talk about this very issue called the father's wound. It's a wound of an absentee father. It's a wound that of an abusive father. It's a wound that of, of a, of a, is a heart wound. And as we began to talk about that, and the preacher got up there at Larondria, I remember that to this day, that encounter retreat. And he began to talk to me about, talk to the people about uh, the father's wound. All of a sudden he says, if anybody needs prayer, come on up. And I remember this to this day. I get up there, and there's a couple other men on side of me. And I heard this voice, y'all. I remember it to this day. It didn't scream at me. It, 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 it was a familiar voice, but I never understood the voice. He says, I'm your father. All oh, the tears begin to fall. I begin to just weep like a little baby, like I was a little seven-year-old boy again. Because daddy, 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 you see me now. And he told me that he loved me and he told me these things. I said, okay, God. And I tell you, my life has changed ever since. When I gave my life fully over to Christ, I'm telling you, we're not a religion, but when I had a relationship with him, I'm not saying I was perfect, but guess what? God did the work. I would agree with Pastor Neil what he said last week. He said, you have to have your own relationship with him. Not your mama, not your grandma, not your mentor, not your coach. It must be your own. That is my prayer. Young people who just got prayed for and those who are watching at home, listen, I met God on college campus when I was at my lowest. That was in, at, at a retreat. But guess what? I was college age. So in other words, you are never too young. God wants to do something in your life. 
story of the prodigal. Come on up here, Antonio. Are you with me? Am I making sense? God wants to do something. So the prodigal, the Bible says that he had two sons. Come, come stand right, right here. That'd be good. Look at verse 11 through 13. I want you to, I want you to highlight this. Now here's our notes taken. Because guess what? The reality is all of us were prodigals. Guess what? I know better than you. You, you, you know better than me. We have all sinned. We have all fallen astray. And some of you have, have been like me to the point where, okay, God, I know that you love me, but how do I receive your love? God, I know I got the bumper sticker. Come on, I got the T-shirt. <laughs> Y'all remember those T-shirts? What would Jesus do? Stickers and all this other stuff? God loves me. You can even go witness. God loves you. God loves you. But inwardly, you say, man, do God really love me? Because guess what? What I'm going through, don't, you know, don't compute. Don't even add up. God loves you. And some of you, again, have struggled like I did. And I'm still learning how to receive the love of God. I'm still learning. I'm just telling you straight up. Here's how you do it. The prodigal son, he gets to this place. I'm going to read this scripture. He says, then he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of your goods that fall to me. So he divided up his livelihood. <laughs> give me one second, y'all. <laughs> now, for, um, how can I call it? decency. This is play money. All right? So he divided up his goods. All right? Because he said, guess what? I want my goods now. I cannot wait. Daddy, I'm, I'm big. No, I'm a big, I'm a big boy now. Because guess what? I want to get to the place where, you know what? I can live on my own because guess what? I have something to prove. I want to prove to you, God. I want to prove to you, Daddy, that guess what? I can do this life on my own. I don't need church. I don't need rituals. I don't need routines. I don't need what, y'all keep our religion stuff. I'm going to find my own spirituality. I can, I can go do my yoga. I can go do all these different things myself because guess what? I don't need y'all. I could do my own thing. I could do me. So he went to a far country. Let's go down, down. <laughs> Let's go down. <laughs> he went to a far country. Stay right there. Awesome. And after he went to a far country, the Bible says that he journeyed to a far country. Let me tell you something about sin and your wrong mindset. Sin will always take you farther than what you want to go. It will keep you longer than, when you, than what you're willing to stay, and it will cause you to pay more than what you're willing to pay. That is a life of sin. Oh, it looked good when you first got it, but guess what? Now you're far away from daddy. You didn't turn your back on tree. Look at him still coming. Do you, right? Now you're still so far country. Look at him still counting. <laughs> and so the Bible says that he wasted his living. He wasted everything that, that his father gave to him. He wasted it. Oh, he came out poor. 
Let me tell you something about a wasted life. God made you with a purpose. He made you with a plan. And he said, don't waste your life. He got something so uh, perfect for you. But you know what? Because he didn't know his purpose. He didn't know his purpose. I didn't know my purpose. Some of you out there didn't, don't, didn't know your purpose. Because guess what? When you don't know your purpose, then you begin to abuse. Whenever there's an absence of purpose, then you begin to abuse it. God made you with a purpose. The purpose for that chair that you sit, the purpose for the chair that you, you have right now is, is to sit on. The purpose for these lights is to, is to illuminate the room. But if you don't know the purpose of it, then you, begin to, you will begin to abuse it. God gave you a life with your purpose. What's up? So verse 14, he says, And no one gave him anything. He had to struggle. He didn't walk away from daddy. He didn't walk away from his resource because he wanted to go do him. He didn't walk away from the teaching. Come on. He didn't walk away from the people. He didn't walk away from his main resource because guess what? I'm going to do me. But nobody gave him nothing. Let me tell you something, young people. Nothing free in life. Nothing free in life. <laughs> well, you got it good at home. Go out there and go live by yourself and see what's up. Nobody gave him anything. But there was somebody who did. Hmm. Who's the only person that'll give you something when you don't have something? Look at me. The devil. Oh, yeah, he will give you something. Oh, man, all you got to do is come worship me, man. You ain't got to do all that, man. All you got to do is this. You got to do A, B, C, and D. That's all you got to do. He will give you something. He will give you something. Oh, yeah, he will give you something. Oh, I'm going to give you a new purpose in life, bro. Come on. I'm going to tell you just who you are. Stay right there. Uh, yeah, I'm going to come to you, man. You got to come to me. <laughs> All right. I'm going to tell you who you are, man. Man, you don't need all that. You good. Just right where you are. Man, all these different things. Man, let me show you how to really do it. Just like that. I'm going to give you all the women. I'm going to give you all the money. Okay. I'm going to give you everything. Oh, man, you don't know who you are, man, let me tell you. I'm going to tell you just who you are, and I'm going to tell you all these different things, and he begins to speak lies to you. Every one of these dots represents a lie. And every dot that the devil, every lie that the devil puts on you, all he's doing is putting dots on you. That must have been the true one. <laughs> <laughs> But he's putting, he's putting all these different dots on you because guess what? You don't have identity. I'm going to give you identity. I'm going to give you a new purpose. I'm going to give you a plan. I'm going to give you a direction. And I'm going to tell you how to do it. Nobody gave you nothing? Oh, yeah. You're talking to big dog now, man. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you everything you need, man. All you got to do is worship me. That's cool? That's cool. Cool. No problem. So look what he said. So the devil cannot, listen to this, listen to this. This is a key, this is a golden nugget for you. The devil cannot create anything. Genesis chapter 126, go. The devil cannot create anything. He can only distort and pervert that which God created. <laughs> Write that down, I'm telling you. <laughs> Tweet it. <laughs> Listen, even to the point where, you know what, God, Genesis 126, put that on the board. 
Let me tell you, young, young man, young lady, listen, look at me. God created you, and he made you with a purpose, and he made you with a plan. Who made you? Who made you? Who made you? And we, because he made you, he made you for his pleasure, and he made you for his, in his likeness and in his image. So when God made you, who made you? Not the devil, right? And so when God created you, he made him for your glory, for his glory, I'm sorry. But when these lies begin to get on you, right, the devil begin to say all these different lies on you because he's trying to twist that which God said. He's trying to tell you all these different type of things. That's why we got so much confusion, hello, perversion, hom- well, can I say that word? So homosexuality. Because guess what? We don't know who we are. I'm going to go do it my own way. Or they legal, even le- trying to legalize marijuana. Come on. Even to the point where, guess what? I don't know who I am. So guess what? I'm going to go do my own thing. Because guess this is my real purpose. Same-sex marriages. Come on. Mar- man marrying a man. A woman married a man. That is, uh, that is not scripture. That is not, that is not the word of God. That is not who God called you to be. I know you're talking about, oh, I was born this way. You were not born that way. I'm just telling you right now. God did not create you. That was not his original plan. Oh, when he made Adam, he made Eve. Come on. (laughs) Somebody say Adam and Steve. (laughs) So because nobody gave him anything, now all these different dots, now he got so much guilt, man. I can't go back home. Some people over there, they're going to judge me. I can't, go, I can't go to them. I'm not perfect now. I'm not good enough. I don't measure up now. Now he begins to become guilty. And now guilt begins to weigh on him. Let me tell you something about guilt. Guilt will keep you, guilt will keep you bound. Oh, but you got to understand the, the grace of God. The grace of God is a freeing thing. Oh, it's the grace of God. Oh, come on. We are saved by grace through our faith. It is the grace of God in our lives. Ephesians chapter 2. So, even with that, so now, but here's the prodigal. Now he's he's way over there. He got all his guilt and all his shame on him. Now it's to the point where he said, man, you know what? I'm down to my last. I'm down in the pigsty. Man, I was doing really good over there, but now I'm down in the pigsty. Man, I'm, I'm filthy. I'm, I'm nothing. I had it better at home. So the Bible says that he came to himself. Or your Bible may say he came to his senses. Let me tell you something about coming to yourself. We're all going to get that point in our life. When you come to yourself, it's a point where nobody else is around, not your buddy, not your friend, not your teammate, not your classmate, not your mom, not your daddy, not your uncle, not nobody who's around. It's a point you got to face you. You got to look at that person right there in the mirror and say, man, look, how in the world I get to this place? So the Bible says that the prodigal came to himself. He said, I'm down here eating pig slop. I'm down here, I had it so much better at home. <laughs> Chicken and Belgian waffles. <laughs> yeah. But he had so much stuff good at home to the point where, you know what? I got to leave where I am. 
But man, I can't go over there because guess what? Brother's going to talk about me. Man. But I need to go over there. But man, I, I, I may not do it right. I may not, I may not, I may not say things right. I'm just learning, man. I don't know. But when he came to himself, he says, you know what? Forget all that. I'm going back home. Oh, this is my, this my, this my lovely part right here. <laughs> oh, this is that coming home part. Oh, God, look what he said. So while he came to himself, he says, I will arise and go to my father. This is verse 18. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned. In other words, he made a pre-planned speech. In other words, he made a confession. Let me tell you something about a confession. Hmm. The devil don't want you to confess because he want to keep you bound. He want to keep you stuck. Doesn't James chapter, remember that, Ms. Real? James chapter 5, verse 16. That's a note for you. James chapter 5, verse 5, verse 16. He says, confess your faults one to another so that you may be what? Healed. Let me tell you the way out for your healing. It's confession. So he confessed to God. He said, man, to his father, he said, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. This is the part that I love right here about this story. We talked about the love of God. That was good. Um, the worship team talked about the love of God. It was all in my notes. But look what they said. He says, and as he rose off, he came to his father. But while he was still a far way off, began to walk this way. Yeah, you're getting free, you're getting free. <laughs> all right, stay right there. So all of a sudden, what begins to happen is the Bible says that the father ran toward him. I'm a runner, so I know all about running. But guess what? I can only run so fast. If I run it even faster, guess what? You better see what's behind me. <laughs> but the Bible says that he ran so fast, they began to trip and he fell on his own feet. And he said, you know what? And he fell. And the Bible says right here in verse 21, while he was far off, he saw him. Verse 20. You have a God, who, Genesis chapter 18. You have a God who sees. You have a God who sees you. Oh, he sees you in your mess. He sees you. He sees you. But guess what? Genesis 16, 13. The Bible says he is a God who sees. God sees you right where you are. You don't have to wait. You don't have to wait to, for him to see you. Hey, God, look at me. No, he sees you. But to the point where, you know what? I don't just see you. I see inside of you. I see your heart. I'm not looking at anything else. I'm not looking at how many tattoos, piercings. I'm not looking at all these colored hair. I'm not looking at how many, how many jewelry you got. I'm not looking at all those different things. I'm not looking at your award, your achievement. I'm not looking at anything else but your heart. Oh, but when, when you look at me, I want to see myself in you. Oh, because I see you. We have a God who sees. And the Bible says he was moved with compassion. Oh, compassion doesn't just see you. He does something about you. Compassion is, is, is not just seeing you. Oh, he, it's seeing you in your need. He does something about your need. Oh, I love this part right here. Compassion won't judge. Hello? Uh, compassion won't judge. Compassion doesn't just talk about the issue. It does something about it. And he fell and he ran on his neck 
and fell on his neck because of the joy and the excitement. God says in his word in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 3, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Are you with me? He says he loved you with an everlasting love. No, nothing in the world would ever separate you from the love of God. Romans chapter 8. Oh, no height, no hell, no death, no, no, nothing would ever separate you from the love of God. And what he did was, the Bible said that he kissed him. <laughs> oh, there's nothing about the, nothing like the, the kisses of God. <laughs> Y'all get the picture. I said God kissed him, not me. But there's nothing like the kisses of God. In Psalms chapter 1, verse 2. Oh, he said his kisses is better than wine. Oh, oh, oh. his kisses is better than wine. It goes down smoothly to the point where, God, I desire your kisses. I desire you and I desire your kisses because I'm, what's missing is the kissing. <laughs> That's why we get into so much struggle and so much stuff in our, in our lives. Because guess what? God says, can I kiss you again? Where do I want to kiss you like the little child who banged his knee, like a parent who banged, like a parent whose child has banged their knee. Oh, let me kiss your bobos. I want to kiss you where you hurt me. That's what God says to you. That's what God says to me. Let me kiss that father wound. Let me say, let me, let me whoever, whoever hurt you in your life, let me kiss that wound over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Oh, until I see no flaw in you. Are oh, you with me? So after he did that, the next thing he did, now nah, he's still trying to plead his case. God, but you don't see all these dots on me? You don't see how I messed up? You don't see why my sins? You don't see how, what the devil told me, all these different lies? You don't see all these different things? God said, I don't see no stain in you. Oh, because my kiss has been blue in my way. And the Bible says, watch this, he put a new robe on him. <laughs> he put a new robe on him. Now understand, as he puts a new robe on him, yeah, he'll figure it out. <laughs> there you go. Listen, as he put a new robe on him, you can tie it up. The Bible says, the father put a new robe on him. <laughs> GQ. <laughs> he put a new robe on him, and his robe covered up every wrong in his life. He covered up every devil's lie. He covered up every sin, every shame, every guilt, every lust, every perversion, every wound, every addiction, everything. He covers it all. He covers it all. Oh, he covers it all. Oh, he covers your negative mindset. Oh, he covers your, he covers everything. He covers every generational curse. Oh, he covers it all. Oh, he covers that anger. Come on. He covers that hatred. Oh, oh, he covers that bitterness. Oh, the love of God. Oh, it's something about the love of God. He covers it all. He covers it all. Oh, he covers every guilt, every shame. Come on. Oh, and he makes you new. To the point I see no stain in you. And after he did that, he gave him new sandals. Huh? Whoo, talk about the sandals. He gave him new sandals because guess what he says? I'm not concerned about where you've been. I'm concerned about where I'm bringing you. 
Oh, I'm giving you a new path. Come on. I'm giving you something so new. Come on. I'm giving you because it's in you that you are made new, my son. It's in you. It's in you that I can do, that you can do all things. Oh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Those who are in Christ, those who are walking in Christ, in those new sandals, old things have passed away, and behold, oh, behold, oh, I like that word. That's like a voila. <laughs> behold, all things are new. Are you with me? Come on. I got a few more. I know we lay, I'm sorry. Listen, and the loving part I love about this. Sam, stop making your way up here. The, the next part I love about this is this. He said, you know what, I'm not done with you yet. I'm giving you a ring because I'm, re I'm, re I'm reminding you that I'm still married to the backslider. Stand right there, Sam. I am still married to the backslider. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 14. Write that down, highlight that. I'm still married to you, man. I'm still married to you, young lady. I'm still married to you. Those who are watching at home, God said, I'm still married to you. God said, I'm still married to you. I know you're still dealing with certain things. I know you still have those secret sins. I'm putting my finger on those secret sins because I want you to get rid of them because I'm letting you know I'm still in love with you. And he restored him, not to a point of a servant, but as a son. Oh, he still calls you his own. He still calls you son. He still calls you daughter. He still calls you his own. And then he celebrated him. He said, come here. Come here, son. Put this arm around him. <laughs> come celebrate me. I got a seat reserved for you. Amen. 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 God will do that when you allow him to. When you allow him to, it will be, it will, it may not always be an overnight process. It may not always be auto automatic. But guess what? When he does it, oh, he does the thing. Oh, when he does it, he does the thing. Allow him to do it. God says you are enough. He says you're still the apple of his eye. Psalm chapter 17, verse 8. You are still the apple of his eye. Oh, before, my plans for you are still good. It don't matter how things look. It don't matter how things went. And guess what? I still got a plan for you, and it's still good. Huh. In other news, the elder son, right? <laughs> Come up here. Stay right there. The elder son He's out in the field. He's working, right? And while he's out in the field, he's, he, no, he never le the prodigal left home. He never left home. He stayed with daddy. And he was collecting all the little trinkets because he was doing everything right. He was reading his Bible. Come on. He was praying. He was fasting. He was believing in God for so many different things. 
He bought my new book off of Amazon.com, Rivers in the Desert. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying. Well, I'll give y'all them for that now. But he did everything right. So he tweeted, he, he texted his friends, he called his friends, he said, man, you know, what's all this, what's all, what's this big party going on over there? His friend said, man, look, <laughs> your brother just came home, man. He, he, uh, you know, he was, he was out there bad, so I'm just telling you, he, he back home. He said, man, I ain't going over there. He said, I ain't going over there. Why? The Bible says he refused to go in. Let me talk to you. Whoo. I want to be real. <laughs> All right. <laughs> With a grain of salt, right? Sometimes we get into this life where we become so mature in our faith that we, we, we begin to despise other people. Some of, us, some of us get to the point where he's like, man, what about me? Y'all, y'all forget about me. We're all about them, all about them, all about them, all about those other people. Man, I, you know, what about, I, I could sing just like them. I could, I could preach just like I could do this, all this stuff just like them. And you've been working, you've been working, you're trying to plead your case to God. You've been trying to plead your case to gossiping about this one and that one behind it. Come on, let's talk about it. But God said, you know, and, and you say, man, I'm refusing to go. I'm not celebrating them. Oh, it's you Sunday. I ain't going over there. But to the point where God says, guess what? Hey, listen. He calls him son. He calls him son. He calls him his own child. He says, I've been slaving for you all this time, and you've killed a fat calf for him? Man, who is he? Hey, he's your brother. Hey, he's your sibling. Hey, he's the same thing as you. Because guess what? One, because of the grace of God, you would be out there bad with him too. But he lets them know, here's a key point right here, he lets them know that your identity is not found in all those other things. Because all the while, this has been, uh, see you here? All the while, this has been your identity. I'm speaking to some of you. So all the while, what you've been doing all along has been your identity. You find your identity in those things instead of him. He said, that's not your identity. I know you've been serving. I know you've been believing. I know you've been doing all those different things. But your identity is not found in him and those things. Listen, son, your identity is found in me. And guess what? I got a seat reserved for you, too, right at my table. I'm closing. Let's get some music on. Oh, I didn't say that right. That's all right. Listen, here's the thing. And so the lovely part about this, for the prodigal guy or girl, and for the perfect guy or girl, God says there is a union and there is a oneness. There's a word called intimacy. There's a word that is not a sexual intimacy. But it's a oneness where we have the same heart. Where I can give you everything. I know you and I want you to know me. (laughs) Everything that you've been through, guess what? It was for a reason. 
It's for a reason, because I want you to reach those type of people that was just like you. The reason why I left some of those wounds on you, and those, those messes th- things on you, because those were messes, messes that would be a message to those type of people. Oh, but when you wear this robe, remember me. My son, the reason why you stayed at home, and I appreciate you, but I needed you here because I was so intimate with you, I was so close to you, and I wanted you to be here. Because guess what? You're gonna be a test, your testimony is gonna reach him and others. And God is saying that same thing to you right where you are. Right where you are, your ministry, your, your, your life is your ministry, but God reminds you, you have a table of communion reserved just for you. Are you with me? Am I making sense? So for those who are watching, well, give it up to God. Give it up for him. I'm closing. God says you are good enough. Look at me, those people in that back row. You're not forgotten about. Oh, forsaken but never forgotten. God says, I remember you. Oh, I remember your labors of love. And I will always remember your labors, labors of love. For those of you who are watching at home, on your TV, on your, on your video screen, God says, I remember you, I see you, and I have a plan just for you. You too have a place at my table. Oh, that communion. Oh, let me commune with you again. Thank you, Lord. You're good enough. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be a son. Some of you I realize, I'm beginning to close. Some of you I realize for me to, some of you I realize you haven't given your life to Christ. Is that okay? Okay. Some of you I realize you haven't given your life fully to Christ. Every now and then you may show up, every now and then you may give him your, but you haven't fully given your life to him. God says today is the day of salvation. You don't have to wait until tomorrow. You don't have to wait till you go back to that college campus. You don't have to wait till you go back to that football field, basketball court. You don't have to wait till that time. I don't have, you don't have to wait for the next retreat. You can experience God right now. You can give him your life right now. As I begin to pray for you, bow your heads. If this message touched you in any type of way, any type of way, pray for two people. This is the first person. If you say, you know what, I want to give my life to Christ. I know I'm not perfect. I know I don't have it all. I know some, there's some things I may still be dealing with even right now. But God, look, I give you my everything. If that's you, raise your hand. Yeah, see that hand. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Some of you, not just a product, I see that hand. Some of you are not just like the prodigal. Some of you are thinking y'all just like the other son, the older son. Oh, I'm good right where I am. I got it all together. I, I can go to God whenever, whenever I want to. Well, I've been going to God. I'm good. But sometimes it's not just being good. Sometimes it's, it's, it's that religious mindset. Do you really have a relationship with him? If you want a deeper and a, 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 even a, a refreshing, yeah, a refreshing relationship with him. Raise your hand. Amen. I see those hands. 
Thank you, Lord. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Everybody, stand to your feet. I'm going to pray for you, Pastor, and this one can come up. Thank you, young men. You guys are... Thank you, guys. Why don't you give them a... All right, thank you. Too strong, young men. There they go. On fire for Jesus! Hey! Yeah! Ha-ha! Let's begin to pray. Young lady, God sees you right where you are. He knows the things you did. But guess what? He says, I want to restore you. I want to bring you back to me. Young man, hey, listen. I messed up too. I messed up too, man. But you know what? It's his love that makes me new. And he extends his love back over to you. Thank you, God. Father God, we thank you, God, for who you are. Oh, we thank you, God, that you are are a restorer. We thank you, God, that you are a healer. We thank you, God, that you are a deliverer. Oh, God, we thank you for being a father. We thank you, God, for being a friend. Oh, we thank you, God, for all that you're doing in our lives. I pray, Lord God, for those hands who are raised, my lady, my sister in the back, my sister right here in the middle, my brother in the back. I pray, Father God, over them, oh, Lord. Lord God, I thank you, God, for, come on, you got a plan, you got a purpose for their lives. Come on, they're not forgotten about because, God, you said you will wipe out every sin. You will make them as white as snow. Lord God, just remind them, Lord God, that you have cleared the stage for them. I pray, Lord God, they will clear the stage for you. That they will give them your heart, oh God. I thank you, God, for what you're going to do and what you're already doing in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give Brother Raymond just so. Come on, didn't he do an amazing job? Yes, he did. Amen. And so we, we, just, we just thank God for speaking. I believe he spoke to so many of us through the message. And, and so I, I thank you, Raymond, for obeying the Lord and just allowing God to use. Let's just give him another praise offering. Amen. Amen. Well, we're so grateful that you're here and on this Memorial Day weekend, we first of all, we just honor all of those who've served in the military, but especially those who've given their, the ultimate price of laying down their lives. I just pray that on this Memorial Day weekend, as you travel, gather with family and friends, that God will just minister and bless you and your family, uh, keep you safe. And so let me just pray for you as we dismiss you. Father, we thank you so much for the word of the Lord today. Thank you for everyone who you spoke to, everyone who respond, Lord. Those of you drawing back to you, Lord. Those who, Lord God, making a fresh commitment. God, we celebrate, Lord, that you, the God of the prodigal, that, Lord, you call us to yourself. And we thank you for it. Now, Lord, it's our prayer that, Lord, that you would bless the men and women, the boys and girls, everyone who've come here. May the Lord bless you. And may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you. And may the Lord give you his peace.
in Jesus' name. And all God's people say it. Amen. Come on, let's celebrate the Lord. God bless you. Good seeing you, brother Carlos and Maricela and little Carlos and Elvis. God bless the family. Amen.